everybody and welcome back to Energetics and Alchemy. My name is Kira and thank you so much to everyone who is tuning in today. For anyone that just heard those little noises, that was Grim jumping down from my desk and leaving the room because apparently he does not want to be part of this recording today. (laughs) So today I'm recording my very first episode from my brand new office in our brand new house. So many of you will know, because I mentioned it in a few previous episodes, that we recently moved houses. So we are in our new home now. And yeah, this is the first episode I'm recording from my new office, which is all set up. And yeah, I'm very excited to be recording in here for the first time. The move went really, really well. We're all in and all settled for the most part. We're like 90% unpacked, but we have that like token spare room that just has all of the boxes in it that we either couldn't unpack at the time, like we don't know where to put the stuff yet, or we just didn't have it in us to unpack at the time. So we do have the signature one spare room that's still full of boxes that need to be unpacked but the rest of the house is all set up and unpacked which is really amazing and yeah we've just spent the past um week or two I think we've been here for like a week and a half now maybe two weeks coming up to two weeks but yeah we've just been spending that time settling in and basically getting back into routine because I feel like I mean the move went well as far as like everything went relatively to plan and stuff and there weren't any like major issues or anything like that but it was still chaotic just in the way that like any kind of life change or moving of houses is chaotic (laughs) so I feel like it's such a weird feeling I feel like while we were moving because we moved over the course of like a weekend and then and we did it ourselves like we borrowed uh, my partner's truck from his work so we had my parents come down and help us and we just kind of loaded up the truck ourselves and moved ourselves we didn't hire removalists or anything like that I have way too much breakable stuff to trust removalists I feel like a lot of my decor and stuff is all like just very like breakable collectibly kind of stuff so I did not want to hire removalists for that reason And I also just figured we'd save a little bit of money just moving ourselves and that we could put that money to better use investing in like nice things that we wanted for the house. So yes, we did not hire a movalist. We decided to do it ourselves and my parents ended up coming down and helping, which we were both very grateful for because that was a bit of a last minute decision. We were originally literally just going to do it, the two of us, Sam and I, but um, I ended up reaching out to my parents and they agreed to come down and help us, which was like absolutely life-saving because I don't actually think we would have been able to do it by ourselves in hindsight. Um, There was quite a bit of heavy stuff to lift and I can lift moderately heavy stuff, but yeah, I definitely think it was beneficial having my dad here to help Sam with lifting a lot of the like bigger furniture items. But yes, the move went well. It was super chaotic and I feel like it's a really weird feeling when you're moving and you're just kind of in this zone of like, I don't know, just being in like almost like another world to everyone else. Like I feel like over the course of the weekend we were moving, we had to pop to the shops for a few things and I was kind of just ducking into the shops to get like coffee and stuff like that. And it was just a really surreal feeling, like, seeing everybody just, like, out and about, enjoying their days, doing, like, normal day-to-day stuff when you're just in, like, the midst of, like, total chaos and, like, 
upheaval and your stuff being everywhere and like needing to get stuff done. So yeah, I feel like we were just in this little zone of like chaos, even though we tried to keep it as chill as possible. Um, and also moving in summer was, would not recommend. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, I live in Queensland, Australia, which is very hot. It's literally the sunshine state. So (laughs) very hot, very sunny. And it's literally like middle peak of summer at the moment. So yeah, the heat was not ideal either. It was definitely a bit of a crazy weekend and week that followed as we were unpacking and whatnot. But yeah, we're finally getting back into routine, back into kind of normal life. The house is all nice and set up, so we're just really enjoying our new space. And yeah, that's pretty much it for like updates, I guess. The cats are also settling in well for anyone that is interested in how Grim and Selene are doing. They're enjoying their new house too. So yeah, everything is going pretty well for us. So on that note, I guess we will just jump straight into today's episode. I'm really excited to record it because it has been a little while since I've recorded and I've just been really missing missing this part of my life, the podcast and sharing this kind of stuff. So I'm very excited to record today's episode. Actually, just really quickly before I dive in, just another little note. I feel like I'm also still getting used to like the noises in this new house, um, particularly from like outside. The street that we've moved to is a little bit of a like busy street. So I feel like there's a lot of cars and stuff going past. So just want to mention that in case you can hear any noises in the recording. I don't think the microphone would be picking that kind of stuff up. But um, yeah, I feel like I'm still adjusting to just the new noises in the house. You know, when you move to like a new neighborhood, there's new noises around. <laughs> so um, yeah, apologies if there are any noises that the microphone's picking up, but hopefully it's not too bad. And um, let me know if there is anything that is like really interrupting your listening experience and I will do my best to try to minimize it as best as possible. So yes, on that note, let's jump into the episode. I want to talk today about scarcity mindset and abundance mindset. Because the shift from scarcity mindset into an abundance mindset is a crucial mindset shift in order to be creating the life you desire and really embodying magnetic energy. If you are operating from a place of scarcity, this essentially just isn't going to be doing you any good. And the concept of like scarcity versus abundance really isn't about how much like physical stuff you have, like how much you physically hold in your possession. It's a mindset and energy shift. So there are people out there who are living with like the bare minimum, but they're grateful for every little thing that they have and look for abundance in the world around them. And likewise, there are people out there who do have access to a lot of resources, but are operating from a scarcity mindset, which isn't going to serve them in a long-term sustainable kind of way. So it really isn't about what you actually have in your possession. It's about your mindset and your energy and how you're showing up and how you're viewing the world. And one of the biggest mindset shifts you can make to serve you in your manifestation journey is shifting into an abundant mindset. So it's similar to like a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, which might be another concept you've heard of before. 
So people with a fixed mindset believe that things can't be changed, essentially. So they believe that people can't grow, people can't change, and that things are very black and white and you are what you are and it's either possible for you or it's not possible for you. People with a growth mindset believe that anything is possible, growth is possible, possibilities are endless, and you can always grow and develop and yeah, like basically people are limitless. (laughs) And these are just two different mindsets that completely change how you view yourself and view the world around you. And as a result, as we've spoken about many a times, they then change your experience in the world. And so it's basically the same deal with scarcity and abundance mindsets. They're just two different mindsets that completely change how you're viewing yourself, how you're viewing the world, and in turn are then changing your experience that you're having, your lived experience. And the really cool thing is that we as humans have the power to really shift and choose our mindset. And that's a really, really cool thing. So whatever mindset you're in, it can always be shifted and you can always transform the way that you're viewing the world and the way you view what is possible for you. Again, that's literally a growth mindset. So growth and change particularly in perspective and mindset, is always, always possible. It's one of the like powers we have as humans that we can actually change how we, how our minds are operating. And the magic then comes in because how our minds are operating is basically influencing the experiences we're having in the world. So it's a really, really freaking powerful thing to be able to shift your mindset and shift your perspective. And again, as we've spoken about many times, our subconscious mind is the part of our brain that is responsible for pretty much everything that we experience and that shows up in our world. So if your subconscious mind is focused on growth and abundance and believes anything is possible for you, that's what you will experience. And if your subconscious mind is focused on scarcity and not being able to grow and doesn't believe that things are possible for you, that's also what you will experience. So we've talked before about lenses of perception, and that's basically exactly what this is. We can view the world through a scarcity lens, or we can view the world through an abundance lens, and we get to choose which one we want to view the world through. And if we're choosing scarcity, that's really just not going to be serving us. That's not going to be serving you in creating your absolute dream life. So let's talk a little bit more about what it actually means to have like a scarcity versus an abundance mindset. So viewing the world through the lens of abundance is really to focus on the options and choices and never ending resources that are available to us. It's about viewing the world as infinite because it is. There are infinite opportunities and resources out there and an abundance mindset is really characterized by optimism and generosity and celebrating other people's wins and looking for new opportunities and just really truly believing that there's more than enough for everyone and that somebody else having something isn't going to take away from you. So it's very much so about just being like, there's enough for everyone to have some of whatever they want. Resources are infinite, opportunities are infinite, money is infinite, it's all just energy and it's infinite and there is 
constant streams of this kind of stuff flowing around the world. A scarcity mindset, on the other hand, is basically just a mindset that's like the total opposite. So it's really about everything being limited. So if you're in a scarcity mindset, you're viewing money as limited, resources as limited, opportunities as limited. Basically, everything that's available to us as humans is limited. And it's like a glass half empty kind of mindset. So it's really essentially focusing on what you don't have and focusing on the fact that you're not able to have it because resources are limited. And as a result, when we're in a scarcity mindset, we'll often be wanting to kind of like hoard resources and whatnot as well. So it's very much so this mindset of like, I don't want to give anything I have away because I need it and it's limited and I'm never going to be able to get it back again. And this shows up a lot in our mindset around money, but it can apply to really anything in life. So for example, in the dating world, a scarcity mindset might present as the belief that there's no good men out there or that all of the good men are married already or that the dating pond is just really, really small. That's an example of scarcity mindset. You're looking at the world through the lens of limitation, of limited resources, limited people, limited dating options. And when you're looking at the world like that, that's what's going to be reflected back to you. So as within, so without. An abundance mindset approach to the same situation would be something like, I haven't found my perfect person yet, but I know that there's 7 billion people in the world and I know that they are out there. It's having this very open mind and believing that there are just like infinite possibilities and infinite resources and there's 7 billion people in the world and that means there's 7 billion ways I could potentially meet my partner. So we're viewing the same situation through two very, very different lenses. So I'm just going to list a few examples of how scarcity mindset shows up in our day-to-day lives. So like common ways people might experience this. And this is to really help you identify where you may be in this energy of scarcity within your life. So if any of these resonate with you, you're likely in a scarcity mindset around these concepts. So when you listen to this episode, it can be really easy to be like, no, I'm a glass half full kind of person. And to think that you're not in a scarcity mindset, but in reality, we may not even realize that there are ways we are showing up in the world that are actually indicative of and facilitating a scarcity mindset. And so alongside these examples, I'm also going to give an example of viewing the same situation from an abundance mindset too. So we can start making those shifts in how we view situations. So one really common way that scarcity mindset might show up is viewing other people as competition. So when we're viewing others as competition, that's because we do not believe that there are abundant opportunities for everyone. And we're subconsciously believing that if they get whatever the thing is, like whatever the prize for the competition is, there will not be enough for us to also have the thing. An abundance mindset, on the other hand, would be knowing that there is enough for everyone and that somebody else having something does not take away from you having that same thing. 
someone else's success does not mean you will not also be successful. And again, this can apply to any area of life. So if you're like a small business owner, somebody else, like one of your like quote unquote competitors getting clients or customers does not mean that you can't also get clients and customers. So viewing the situation as there aren't enough clients or customers to go around is a scarcity mindset. Whereas viewing the situation as them being successful and getting clients and getting customers doesn't mean that I can't also have that. That's an abundance mindset. Again, going back to the dating example, let's say you and your best friend are both single and both looking for partners and your best friend starts dating this like really amazing person that's just like best partner ever. Viewing that situation as they've taken like the last good person in the town and you'll never be able to find somebody as good as their partner, that's scarcity mindset. Viewing the situation as like being happy for them and just being like, that's absolutely amazing and that's showing me that it's possible for me to meet my perfect person too, that's abundance mindset. Another common way that scarcity mindset will present in our everyday life, which I did touch on briefly before, is hoarding resources. So this is a very literal example of scarcity because when we hoard things, it's literally because we think if we give something away or lose something, we won't be able to get it back again. So this is, again, a very common one with money, people that kind of hoard their money and just like sit on their savings and don't ever want to spend a cent more than they have to that's an indicator of scarcity mindset. So someone with an abundance mindset would know that money is just energy and it can always be made again. Money will always come back to you. And the money you have right now is not the last money you will ever make. It's okay to enjoy your money and to treat yourself and to indulge occasionally. Another common way that scarcity mindset will present that we might not even realize is an indicator of scarcity is saying yes to opportunities that aren't the perfect fit. So if you're inclined to take an opportunity that doesn't truly feel like a good fit for you because you're worried you may not find anything better, this is scarcity mindset. So this is common in like career kind of stuff. So jobs, for example, if you're applying for jobs and you just take the first offer you get, even though it's not really a good fit, but you're kind of like, what if I don't get anything better? That's scarcity mindset. An abundance mindset would be trusting that the perfect opportunity will come along because opportunities are abundant and you don't need to settle out of fear of missing out. I also touched on this one a little bit briefly before, but fear of spending money. So this comes back to like the hoarding idea If you have a scarcity mindset, spending money is going to feel really, really not good for you because you're rooted in this fear that the money isn't going to come back to you. Abundance mindset would be trusting, again, that money always comes back around and you can always make more money and that money is abundant. Having a fear of failure can also be a sign of a scarcity mindset because if we have a fear of failure, it's generally because we feel like if it doesn't work out, that's it, it's over and there will not be any more opportunities to try again. An abundance mindset would be holding the belief that we can always try again and that opportunities are abundant and failure is not the be-all and end-all and that if we do fail, we can simply get up and try again. 
when we are in an abundance mindset, we really have this belief that there is like no limit to how many times we can try something and failure is not the end of the road. This one I think is really interesting because I don't necessarily think it's like a very obvious one that is indicative of scarcity mindset, but yeah, it just makes a lot of sense. So (laughs) staying in relationships or friendships that aren't good for us or that aren't serving us. So because scarcity mindset is very rooted in limitation and believing that we're limited and that we kind of often can't do any better than the circumstances that we have, remaining in any kind of situation that is not serving you and that you know deep down you could do better in is a really good indicator that you're operating from a place of scarcity in that particular aspect of your life anyway. So If you have people in your life that are no good for you for any reason, so whether it's friends that just don't make you feel good or whether it's like a relationship that you're kind of stuck in and you just feel stagnant and you know that it's really not the right relationship for you or even like family members, like any situation where you're staying in a relationship or friendship that isn't serving you and is doing you no good, but you're staying in that friendship or relationship simply because you think that you can't do any better. Maybe you're remaining in that friendship or relationship because they're one of your only friends, or maybe it's a relationship and you worry you won't be able to find anyone who you think will compare to this person. This is scarcity mindset. So this is the belief that there is nothing better out there for you, Or that if there is better out there, it's not possible for you for whatever reason. So often we'll stay in these situations that we know aren't good for us because we believe we essentially have to. We believe that there isn't a better better option out there for us. There aren't people out there who are going to be a better match for us or people out there who are going to be way better, more supportive friends. When we're in an abundance mindset, we're much more inclined to be setting boundaries and cutting people who aren't any good for us off. And knowing that, again, there are 7 billion people in the world. And if this person that you're associating with in whatever way you're associating with them isn't making you feel good, you know you can find literally like 100 people out there that are more aligned with you and are just better for you and for your energy. So you don't settle and you don't stay in these situations that aren't serving you because you know that you're deserving of better and that it's possible for you to get better. You're not stuck in this limiting mindset of like, oh, if I'm not friends with this person, they're like, I'm never going to make another friend like them. You know that there's always like for every one person in your life that is not a good fit for you, again, for whatever reason it is, for every one person in your life that isn't a good fit for you, there's like a thousand other people out there that would be a better fit for you. And so last little one is if you find yourself often taking more than you're willing to give. So this is, again, very indicative of a scarcity mindset. So people with an abundance mindset are much more likely to give, whether it's giving through like donations or giving to just the people in their lives and just kind of expressing generosity. People who are operating from abundance are much more willing to give and people who are operating from scarcity feel like they don't ever have enough to give. So obviously there's a fine line between, you know, being generous and being abundant 
and just kind of letting people walk all over you and take, take, take and like never receiving anything. But really ask yourself and be honest with yourself. Like if you are in a situation where you're being asked to give something for any reason, like maybe someone on the street has asked you for like a dollar and you have like $10 coins in your purse or whatever, obviously it's your own free will whether you give them the dollar or not. But do you get like triggered or do you feel like very resistant when it comes to giving or are you able to give abundantly? knowing that what you give now will come back to you threefold in the long run. Because if you're not, and if that makes you feel like very icky or triggered or like just fearful for any reason, that is an indicator of having a scarcity mindset. People who have an abundance mindset aren't triggered by giving. And so in saying all of that, as I mentioned at the top of the episode... The really cool thing is that our mindset can always be shifted. We can always grow. We can always change. And we can also always shift our perspective when we want to. So if any of these things did resonate with you and you are kind of like, oh, crap, like I think I've been operating from a scarcity mindset, like all of those things sounded very, very hitting the nail on the head for me. Don't stress because you can always shift your mindset from scarcity to abundance. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's literally all about the mindset shifts and the inner work that lead us to bettering ourselves on an individual level and as well as on a collective level, because that's the thing too. Like when we're making these shifts for ourselves on an individual level, it carries on to the collective And so something that you'll notice with all of the examples I've just gone over is that these are all pretty much rooted in fear, whether it's fear of not having enough or fear of missing out or fear of not finding better, they're all rooted in fear. And that's where the subconscious work really comes in, because when we're operating from a place of scarcity, it's rooted in this subconscious place of fear. And that's where all of this really stems from. So to shift this mindset we need to start rewiring that fear into belief and into safety. And we need to actively choose to support this rewiring with how we are showing up and make that shift on a conscious level as well. And I just want to touch on our use of language as well, because this is also a really big factor in supporting that subconscious reprogramming. So are you using language that's rooted in scarcity Or are you using language that's rooted in abundance? Ask yourself whether you find yourself saying things like, I'm too broke for that. Or there's not enough hours in the day. Or I'll never be as good as XYZ person. These are all statements that are rooted in scarcity. So instead of focusing on what we don't have and speaking in a way that is really, really limiting we can actually make a conscious effort to focus on what we do have instead and to use our language and our way of speaking in a way that supports this. So instead of constantly telling yourself you're too broke or you're too poor or you can't afford that thing or you don't have enough time, start shifting this language into more abundant language. Maybe you're in a situation where you literally can't purchase something you want because you just don't have that money in your bank account at that very moment. But think of ways that you can kind of creatively shift that language into more abundant language anyway. So 
instead of perpetuating the belief that you're too poor or that it's not affordable for you, it's not possible for you, be very intentional with how you're actually framing things and the language that you're using. Because our language and the way that we're speaking and the way that we think really do play a major, major role when it comes to that subconscious rewiring process. So rewiring our beliefs and rewiring our core subconscious thoughts. So you can't be working on releasing fear around not having enough and developing a really healthy relationship with money, but still be using language and saying things like you're poor or you're broke or you'll never be able to afford X, Y, Z. Because that's then contradicting like the subconscious beliefs that you're trying to build up in order to become magnetic to those things. And that doesn't mean you need to be like completely naive. That might be the reality at that present moment. Like again, maybe it is a situation where you genuinely just don't have that money in your bank account. But how much more powerful does it feel to say that item isn't within my budget right now, but I'm so, so excited for when I am able to purchase that. That's empowering and that is a shift towards abundance mindset instead of scarcity mindset. We can get really creative with the ways that we speak and the language that we use when it comes to rewiring our subconscious. It doesn't mean that we need to be naive or we need to be spending money that we don't have, but we can be creative with the way that we're kind of framing situations. Like instead of looking at it from the perspective of I'm too poor, I'm broke, I will never have that. Shift instead into that's not in budget for me right now or I'm choosing not to purchase that at this point in time, but I'm so, so excited for when I am able to purchase that because that's just such a stronger and more abundant statement. And the end result in the moment is the same as far as you are not purchasing that item. But instead of perpetuating this belief that you can't afford it, you're instead instilling the belief that you're going to have that one day. You can't afford it right now. You may not have the money in your bank right this second for that item, but one day you're going to have that thing. A really, really common scarcity phrase that I think we've all probably grown up with, hearing said all of the time from our parents and just people around us, or I know that I did anyway, (laughs) is money doesn't grow on trees. And this is a really good example of conditioning and programming from a young age too. So if you've grown up with parents who used to say this or maybe still say this, you have grown up being unintentionally programmed to believe that money is scarce because that is a scarcity statement. And this is instilling the belief in you that money is limited and that it's hard to get money and that money is just not an easy thing to come by. And these are the kind of things that we need to start taking note of and rewiring. These are the kind of things that we want to kind of be digging into our little like psyche for (laughs) and pulling them out and being like, where did this belief come from? Where did I pick it up from? And is it serving me? And if it's not serving you, then it's a belief that you want to get rid of and that you want to rewire into a belief that is serving you which in this case might be that money is freaking abundant and it flows to you really, really easily to the point where it practically does grow on trees. That's the new belief that you want to be instilling in yourself because once you're holding that as like a true core subconscious belief, that's going to be reflected in your outer world and in your experience. 
So we really want to be looking for opportunities to reframe and to see abundance instead of scarcity. If you've looked at your bank account and your immediate reaction is, wow, I've spent so much money recently, or wow, I have like no money left, catch that reaction and shift it to, wow, I've been able to purchase everything I've purchased recently and I still have money in my bank account. I'm so grateful for that. These are examples of the little shifts that we can make into a more abundant mindset. And the more that you're doing this, the more that you're practicing this, the more it will start to come naturally and you won't have to actively catch yourself and like actively make that shift. You'll find that your mindset is really just shifting into doing that automatically. Abundance, again, is really a glass half full kind of mentality. And this ties into gratitude as well. So being grateful for what we have goes a really long way in building up our abundance mindset Sitting down and writing out all of the things you have and are grateful for shifts that mindset from I don't have enough to look at all of the amazing things I have. So your little, I guess, like homework assignment for this episode is to start focusing on what you do have in your life and the possibilities that are around you and start catching yourself when you're focusing on the limitations when you're coming from a place of scarcity and start looking for ways that you can shift that scarcity into abundance. If we're constantly focusing on scarcity and what we don't have, we're just perpetuating that in our lives. And if we choose to be grateful and appreciative and to focus on everything that we do have, we will be shifting into the energy of abundance. And when we're in the energy of abundance, we're attracting more of exactly that. We become magnetic to abundance. Because the thing is that the world really is so abundant. When you choose to look for it, there is abundance all around us. Just take a second to think of all of the people in the world, all of the money constantly circulating, all of the opportunities we have at our fingertips, literally with like the internet and technology. Like we are living in an age where we have so much opportunity and All of the success stories out there, all of the trees that give us abundant oxygen, all of the oceans that are filled with like abundant water, the world is so, so abundant and abundance is really all around us, but we only notice it when we choose to notice it and when we're looking at the world through an abundant lens of perspective. That's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that some or all of it resonated with you and yeah I hope you got some gems out of it thank you again so much for listening as always if you have been enjoying the podcast I would so so appreciate if you could leave me a rate and review on apple Podcasts or spotify or whatever platform it is that you listen to the podcast on You can follow me on Instagram over at energetics and alchemy. And just a reminder as well that I have a freebies library up on my website now. So it's energeticsandalchemy.com.au. All you have to do is pop your name and email in there and you will get access to the freebies library. I will be continuously adding to this. So there will be lots of goodies coming in the future weeks and months so keep your eyes peeled for those but at the moment I have like a visualization meditation and abundance check 
And I'm actually working on an ebook that I'm going to be popping up there as well as soon as it's ready. So definitely sign up to get access to that. Thank you all so, so much for taking some time out of your day to listen to this episode. It really does mean the absolute world to me. And I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their week and I will talk to you in the next episode.